Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Scoop and Score podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Herbert, and I'm joined here today by Jack Wilson. Jack, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, if you're like us, you miss football, and we're about to bring it to you all this offseason. We'll be going in alphabetical order of the teams and uh, going over the team needs, free agents, picks they have in the draft, and the roster and coaches that they have for the 2021 season. During this episode, we'll be discussing the overall state of the Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons, and Baltimore Ravens. Jack, are you ready to begin? I think so. Alright, so to begin this one, we are doing the Arizona Cardinals. They were 5-10-1 last year in the first year of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, questions around their uh, offseason is, is David Johnson on his way out? Will Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds be leading that backfield? Jones and Patrick Peterson lead this defense, or do they need more help? So let's go over the Kyler Kingsbury, or Kyler Murray and uh, Cliff Kingsbury development. How do you think they're going to uh, come back in the second year? Um, I really think it kind of depends. I think they'll be a lot better this year. I think uh, Kingsbury will be more settled in and kind of have a chance to really um, get more of a grasp on NFL styles and move players around, get people at once that fit his system better. And what about David Johnson? Does David Johnson fit his system or do you think he's out? Well, that's kind of tough. I think Ken Drake's contract is up this year, correct? Yes. So, I mean, I could see them trying to shop David Johnson a little bit and kind of take in, because Chase Evans had ridiculous games that he was in. Kenny Drake obviously showed that he could do it. So, I don't know, it kind of depends if they want to pay Kenny Drake a decent contract, less than they did David Johnson, obviously, and then clear up the extra cap from David Johnson's contract. I think that'd be a good move to move him out. Yeah, and we can't fool ourselves that uh, the line was very good for them to succeed anyway. Exactly. Which is uh, the first of the team needs. They do have the eighth pick in the draft, and I have it projected either being Tristan Wirth from Iowa or Jedrick Wills from Alabama, both offensive tackles. That should help out. But they also have uh, DJ Humphreys and A.Q. Shipley uh, free agents on their lines, so they're going to have to fill some holes on that offensive line. Do you know if they had decent uh, cap space? I believe so. They have a lot of young players. Okay. Well, I mean, I think personally it would be best for them to get Tristan Wirfs because he showed how athletic he was with the combine, and he'd be great with the run. Because, obviously, coming from Iowa, big-time runners, power runners, so and he could pull like a maniac. And I saw a highlight video of him just running, like, with a running back and, like, a freight train. So I think he'd be probably the best fit. But I also saw that there was a Louisville um, tackle that wouldn't be a bad go either because he is huge and he was pretty athletic, if I remember right, too. Yeah, and then also with that uh, offense, another team need, not as much, but uh, one young wide receiver to step up. Basically, all they had was Christian Kirk went healthy, and then Larry Fitzgerald, who is not getting younger. They have Akeem Butler, Demir Bird, Andy Isabella, and Kashawn Johnson on the roster. Which one do you think can step up the most? Uh, I, being biased on this, I really like Akeem Butler, but obviously he's a different kind of receiver than 
He's so big. He's so big that he'd be good for them because obviously, you know, most of those other guys are smaller speedsters, if I'm remembering right. But, I don't know. I think that definitely would not be a bad idea to try to get a receiver if they can. Yeah, and last season, uh, late in the season, because Sean Johnson uh, looked pretty good. And, and Andy Isabella did have some moments, too, so one of them will have to step up. Now, Hopefully Kirk can stay healthy, too. That could be huge. Yeah, I just don't see him as a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then you got the defense, which is, besides Chandler Jones, was a mess last year with Patrick Peterson getting uh, suspended, and the linebackers could not guard a tight end to save their ass. Yeah. Um, With that eighth in the pick in the draft, do you go for a linebacker or maybe a cornerback or something? If Isaiah Simmons is there, oh, I, I don't, mean, I don't see him going there. You don't? Know, where do you see him going? I think third for the, to the Lions. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing too, which would not be a bad idea. But if he can fall there, obviously, yeah, be a really good pickup. And then you can sit on it for another lineman because... Is he the kind of athlete decent. that you trade up for? If you could trade with the Lions, because Lions had issues with Kerryon Johnson being healthy completely, and they had to resort to uh, Scarborough, who was a little rough getting out of the gate. So, I mean, if you could, if you could try to pull something where you could trade... Up for it with David Johnson, that'd be an interesting move. But yeah, and you get the dumb salary, so that'd be awesome. Yeah. So that'd be something that would be that'd be fun to see. I don't think that'll happen, but that'd be really neat to see. I also put down that uh, one someone across from Peterson, but also the defensive line. They need an edge rusher aside uh, Chandler Jones because they. Tr- uh, they released Terrell Suggs in the middle of the season, which obviously worked out for him. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, do you think... Uh, do you know what they got for a second-rounder? I don't. I wonder if they could get around trying to move up into, like, the late teens, early 20s, and try to get uh, the Penn State edge rusher. Well, that wouldn't be too bad either. Or they could get a uh, a veteran. You got uh, Vic Beasley going for market, uh, Anza from the Lions. Um, I'm not sure how many other. I'm Ooh. sure it's Shaq Barrett's going to get franchise tagged, so you can't go for him. The Vikings. Um, Ooh, Everson Griffin. Yeah. You think he's leaving? Well, they have to choose because there's, oh, who is it? Uh, Griffin and then Hunter, I believe, are both up this year, I think. So they're going to have to decide on one. you got to pick Hunter on that one. He's so young. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be something they could do do now and try to fill the spot until next year and then try to shop for, well, pending they can fill the spots right this offseason, but... Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back for the Atlanta Falcons. Stay tuned. 
All right, coming back for the Atlanta Falcons, who were 7-9 and nine in their division. Some of the notes I had on them is Matt Ryan still a top-tier quarterback, and was last season's late surge just to save Quinn's job. They finished 6-2 and two to finish the year, and what does, the, does this defense need to do to be better? Jack, is Matt Ryan still a top-tier quarterback? Uh, I think so. I think he'll always be kind of one of those, like true game changer quarterbacks that if a team has them, they always have a chance to win because he has a bet, like a really good understanding of the game and he obviously knows when things are good when things are bad he can help change the tempo that's why I think he's a uh, top tier quarterback still okay and does the head coach deserve to have his head coaching job or was the late surge last year just kind of the players sticking up for him But it's hard to uh, argue how uh, downhill they've gone ever since they lost, lost their uh, offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. I do agree, um, but obviously, you know, he's proven that he's an uh, outstanding coach himself. So I think uh, I think that him kind of just trying to find another guy that can maybe just like a reevaluation and like their co-coaching with their uh, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, that kind of stuff would be probably smart to uh, look into a little bit more. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, and also, a lot of free agents leaving, or potentially leaving. Austin Hooper is one of them who uh, really broke out this season before uh, getting hurt at the end of the year. They also have Devondre Campbell, their outside linebacker, Vic Beasley, their edge rusher, and also another edge rusher, Adrian Claiborne. Uh, we'll address some of that when uh, we get to team needs. But the offense was 13th in points per game and 5th in yards per game. Defense, on the other hand, bottom, or bottom half in uh, both categories. What does this defense need? Um... I think they just need like a surge of energy to get them back in that mindset because I remember two or three years ago <laughs> they were terrifying to play because their defense just get after it. So, I mean, with, with all these people kind of, I don't know if you can call it really getting comfortable being in their starting positions and not kind of having that play for their position attitude. I think that's more where they're at with that kind of stuff. Totally agree. Uh, team needs. Well, I have them with the 16th pick in the draft, and one of the ones that I was thinking if Vic Beasley and Adrian Cor Claiborne end up leaving uh, could be AJ Epidenza falling down to 16th. At the beginning of the year, he was uh, projected to be the second pick overall, but bad combine and uh, not a very productive season with Iowa could uh, have him with the 16th pick, and that could actually be a steal. I still haven't uh, given up on him. And then the uh, LSU edge rusher, Kablon Kasson. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that one right, but uh, both edge rushers would definitely help this defense. And then, obviously, they've been uh, they've struggled with injuries the past couple of years, so hopefully uh, one of those guys would be able to give them a full-season production while 
luck also helps him a little bit too. Yeah, I like I like Epinus a lot just because again, being biased from Iowa, I saw him get doubled a lot and I'm pleased that he wasn't getting doubled. No, he could get through there. But I also know that uh, um, the LSU Kaysen was a uh, he's an absolute freak. He's athletic as shit. So, I mean, honestly, either one would be good. I think for them, maybe getting another good edge rush would be best in Kaysen because he can also drop if he needs to. And he's got more speed, I think, with keeping the uh, edge contained. So I'd probably lean more towards LSU than Iowa, but either one. Yeah, and you uh, you read a lot of mock, mock drafts. What was uh, the latest one uh, saying that the Falcons should take? Well, I think it was Epinesa. Damn, I'm good. Yes. Also, tight end. All right. So if Hooper leaves, which I think he's going to test free agency, they're not going to franchise tag him or anything like that. Falcons don't have a starting quality tight end. Now they could go out and trade for one. Maybe uh, Seahawks have a couple ones that uh, won't, won't be playing as much with the Greg Olson signing. Uh, I don't know if. Packers could get a uh, tight end. Maybe they'd be uh, willing to get that. Uh, what is it? Stromberger? Sternberger. Sternberger. Maybe they'd Sternberg. be maybe Something willing like to uh, trade him off. Um, we, uh, I know Packers aren't bringing Jimmy Graham back. So, honestly, even if they can't get uh, Hooper to come back, then I wouldn't be surprised at all if they just went ahead and signed Jimmy Graham for a year. Get a vet vet on the team that knows how to play. You still got some juice. I wouldn't be surprised at all by that, but that, I don't know. That or they could go to the Ravens and try and get uh, one of those three young uh, tight ends. Yeah, I remember seeing that they were openly willing to shop uh, Hayden Hurst, I believe. Yeah, I wish the Patriots would pick that up. <laughs> sure you do. But also, and this one's kind of underrated because he's not being talked about in the free agency tight end market with Hunter Henry and uh, Austin Hooper being out there. What about Eric Ebron? How do you think he would play with Matt Ryan? I like Ebron because uh, he is a great catcher. He's a big dude. I don't know how he is in the blocking part of the position, but, I mean, he'd be huge to go there. All right, and then I also have down a running back as a need. I still think that Devontae Freeman could uh, get back to his glory, but people said he didn't run look like or he didn't run uh, like he did before the injury. And Atlanta needs some kind of production in the running game. What do you think they should do? Who do they have as their uh, as their guy when Freeman was down? Uh, they had Tevin Coleman back then. But they have this year that they had somebody that was Bryce Hill. Pretty good. Bryce Hill. Yeah, I mean honestly, that's that's like 
there's some really good running backs in this class. And with how many other team needs everybody has, it looked like a lot of them were dropping to the second round. So if they wanted to sit to the second round, or maybe even third round, I mean, you can get a quality running back later than you should be able to. Yeah, let's say, let's say that uh, Jonathan Taylor's gone and maybe J.K. Dobbins. What would be that, that back that they should pick up after that? Um, oh, my gosh. The LSU running back, um, Clyde Delaris, I think that's his name. Okay. I like him a lot. God, I wish that Clemson guy didn't back out of the draft. He would have been Yeah, he's going to be – he'll be a first-round easy. I think he should go top ten. Top ten, wow. I love him. He's He's got the catching, the blocking, power run, elusive run. He can. He's like the total package for running back. Yeah, I would agree on that. All right, we're going to take another break, and then we'll get to our final team, the Baltimore Ravens. All right, and we're back, and we're doing the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, the number one team in the NFL regular season, 14-2. and two. Uh, had a pretty subpar division with the Steelers, Browns, and Bengals, but they did lose to uh, the Titans in the divisional round. Uh, what would you say is the foundation to this team? Um, the versatility of being able to have RPOs every single play that you have no idea what to call on defense. Yeah. Uh, also... The defense, very underrated. They were third in allowing points per game and fourth in yards per game and top six in both passing and rushing. Uh, the addition of Marcus Peters, uh, the breakthrough of uh, Michael Pierce, their D-tackle, I think it all really came together, and I'm really not. I'm really surprised that the Chiefs and Ravens weren't uh, battling it out in the conference championship. Got to, and also having... Uh... Judon show out hardcore this year, and uh, Marlon Humphrey playing lights out, too. Which, the defense was outstanding. Which brings up, since you uh, mentioned Judon, they have a lot of free agents on the defense, including Jimmy Smith, Matt Judon, Michael Pierce, and Tony Jefferson. They, uh, they're pretty... They have some cap room to uh, wiggle with, but which one out of those four would you make a absolutely, like, you have to get bring them back? Um, I'd probably say Michael Pierce more than anybody, just because being able to hold the middle makes it a lot easier for everybody because if something can't go up the middle then you have like a sort of um, push down from the outside too that kind of just constrains everything in the middle. And they have uh, them being able to like have Judon have a good year, I feel like was a lot due to Pierce being able to force things to the outside a little more so that he could have an easier, uh, easier time getting through to the tackle. So I'd say Michael Pierce. 
I totally agree, especially in a division where there's some monster running backs like Joe Mixon, James Conner, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You're going to want that uh, dominant D-tackle to at least shore up your uh, run defense. Exactly. All right. The uh, Baltimore Ravens have the 28th pick in the draft, and I still think they need to develop Lamar Jackson's passing game. All right. They have Mark Andrews. He was a Pro Bowl tight end and they have Hollywood Brown who's extends the field but can they get Justin Jefferson or T Higgins with the 20th pick yeah I personally would definitely take Justin Jefferson um, mainly because he can play in any position at receiver like he can go slot or wide out and that's kind of a big advantage to be able to move him according to where openings are. I think they probably end up playing in more at slots so they can give Marquise Brown the chance to go wide and just blow the top off. And that open up everything for Justin Jefferson underneath, or they play down and Brown could be gone over top. But at the same time, I also would not... I wouldn't be too surprised if they wanted to go somewhere else with their pick. Um, like, I don't know how old Mark Ingram is. And I know that they've got Justice Hill and Gus Edwards that are right there, too, and they're both young. But I think maybe getting another, like, elusive back over power back would be something that would be kind of fun to see Yeah, them as well. <laughs> I do have uh, team needs being wide receiver, and if they didn't draft one of those uh, two wide receivers along with any other wide receiver. They could go free free agent, maybe a uh, veteran to help them out and uh, develop Jackson a little bit more. Maybe Emmanuel Sanders comes to yeah. uh, finally get his ring, or if A.J. Green doesn't get franchise tagged, which is looking like he will. Joe Burrow gets what he gets. Uh, one of those two guys would help him a lot. Yeah, I like Emmanuel Sanders there. That'd be perfect. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll be uh, coming back to the 49ers. Another one I have is edge rushers. They probably need to pay Matt Judon, but could the 28th pick be used for an edge rusher? Um, it could be. I, I probably would probably just wait on that. They can. Um, I don't know. With with going back to like Beasley, if he wanted to leave, and he, that'd be, you know, yep. a filler. That's very weird. I had a uh, three free agent veterans that could uh, could come in and help. I did have Vic Beasley number three. I had uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, number one, and then Marcus Golden, number two. All three established edge rushers that uh, would like to probably go to a contender after being on shit teams for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, again, with uh, the Vikings, if they have to get rid of one of those guys, you know, definitely something to, to peek at if they wanted to really get somebody that was proven. I mean, Griffin would be freak to get in there, kind of pair up on that line. 
Yes, and another one is inside linebacker. Josh Burns is another free agent on this defense. They're really going to be hurting this offseason. Could you imagine them replacing him with a free agent like maybe Danny Trevathan uh, from the Bears or Alec Ogletree? That would be, oh, who was, there was another good linebacker that was going to be. Joe Sherbert is all, Sherbert yeah. is also a uh, free agent. Yeah, I think he's going to get picked up, get re-signed there. The I, don't, I don't know if the Browns will have enough cap space with everything they're trying to do. They're trying to get Trent Williams. They got OBJ on contract. They Have they extended Miles Garrett? Yeah, and they have all those top picks with Baker, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. That's got to take a hit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, oh. I don't know. That'll be interesting to see what they can do there. So do the Baltimore Ravens go down in their record of 14-2, and two, or do they stay the same? Do they be better? Do they uh, they match the record of 16-0? and 0? Uh, I think they might go down a little bit, and I think that because over this offseason, pending the change that they have, obviously, but um, I know that it always fluctuates a lot with uh, giving an offseason and kind of getting to analyze um, what they did, like tendencies and stuff, because uh, John Harbaugh was big analytical guy, so he always went for it on fourth down if the percentages were leaning towards it being a good decision or not, you know. He'd often do that, um, but mainly kind of looking at their play style, uh, I think that it kind of just takes, like the Browns set that uh, six front to stop that jet sweep so then they could play out the uh, the middle and the receivers a little bit more while still hold, being able to hold the edge. I think teams are going to kind of look at that a little bit more and kind of know certain ways that they can slow them down or stop them. So I think that's why they drop. Those are very good points. Uh, we will take another short break uh, when we come back. Jack is going to give some uh, rumors about the uh, prospects of the draft. All right, and we're back. Jack, you said you uh, had some rumors going around about uh, one of the prospects in the NFL draft. Yeah, this was uh, this was a little while ago um, when it was kind of getting tossed around. I caught wind of it, and I thought it was an interesting idea because of how the Ravens are already set up. But uh, I'd heard that the potential of them drafting Jalen Hurts to the Ravens and setting him up as a running back quarterback option behind Lamar Jackson uh, just to give a double threat in every play. So you'd have um, Lamar Jackson doing the jets, like doing the motion across with the receiver, making the jet sweep, and then essentially rolling, doing a pitch to Jalen Hurts and then having Jalen Hurts do a pass off that just to really throw 
throw out to defense was kind of the idea that I had heard. Um, but I think for the most part, it kind of got shot down. Um, and I know that Jalen Hurts himself had talked many times before when he was being rumored as maybe being drafted and being converted to a running back that he strictly wants to be a quarterback and that's the position he wants to play, which I think if anybody could probably correlate with that, it'd be Lamar Jackson um, being talked about as he should just be a running back and then proving that he's much more than just a running back. Can you imagine if they uh, kept RG3 too and they would have four Heisman winners on that team? Exactly. Like the B. Be insane. It'd be terrifying to play. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I was telling you uh, at the break that Jalen Hurts is uh, projected to be a top or a uh, day three pick, fourth round, fifth round. Maybe some team uh, takes a pick on it or takes a chance on him. Why do you think he's being disrespected after? Baker goes number one. Kyler goes number one. He led Alabama to a national championship and then get pulled out half a game away from winning a national championship. Yeah, um, I don't really know. It kind of drives me nuts just knowing like he's got all the talent there. Um, I know one thing that I did. Uh, I had a discussion with somebody before, um, and they were kind of... Um, talked about made a point of which i haven't really looked into since but um they showed that uh, if the defense was playing zone then hurts could pick up apart all the day he was great then but if they manned up that's when he really struggled um just being decisive with throwing to a guy and timing of the route or something i'm not sure what it was really that they were kind of talking about with that but i think that was one of the main things that they kind of were talking about a weakness was him being able to play against man coverage, which, you know, because totally. I can kind of understand that, but. Totally agree. Uh, what other surprises do you think there'll be in the draft? Um, I think, I think a surprise a surprise to me would be the Patriots potentially choosing the quarterback. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk with Brady not going back and rumors about him um, signing with the Raiders has been the one that I've really heard the most on. I think it'd be interesting. I think that's going to be the biggest surprise is who they go for if they do go for a quarterback, if they really are looking for the next franchise right now or if they're going to um, – try to trade up and get that guy or if they're just going to play this season um, without Tom Brady and without drafting a new franchise guy. I think that'll be an interesting, interesting point to see. Yeah, I actually read an article that uh, Raiders are pursuing Marcus Mariota over Tom Brady. Do you think that's, think that's because of John Gruden's coaching style? I think it might just be because... Uh, they don't think they have a shot at Tom. Well, that and how much do you really want to put into Tom Brady? And not saying that he's, like, not as good as a quarterback as he was, but obviously he has, like, a max of, like, two, three years left to play. Um, that is kind of more of, like, they're trying to build their franchise back up and get back to 
consistent contenders. Um, but at the same time, I like the Raiders maybe getting Tom Brady and then also drafting a quarterback this year and having him get mentored by Tom Brady for a year or two. I do like oh, I do like, I like some that. Of that. All right, we do have a call coming in, so let's try and connect him. Yeah, hello. You are on the air, sir. I am. Yep. Do you have a question? Uh, 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 uh where's Tom Brady going this year? Chargers. My ass. <laughs> Where does Philip Rivers go? Philip Rivers? Philip Rivers goes home to his 75 fucking kids. That's where he goes. That's probably where he should go. That's probably where he should go, is right. Where does Teddy Bridgewater? You should go to Nebraska. Maybe? (laughs) Where does Teddy Bridgewater go? Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, let me think here. He will go to the... He's staying at the Saints. Huh? He's staying at the Saints. He's not going anywhere. Oh my goodness. Taysom Hill, man. You don't need a Teddy Bridgewater. You think they're gonna they're gonna have Taysom Hill take over after Brady's done? Oh no way. Breeze is done. No way. Think Teddy Bridgewater could? No. You don't think so? He's not a franchise quarterback. Why not? I just don't see him as I don't know. I don't think. He, how many times have you, how, what's his what's his record? Does anybody know what his record is when he's starting? I couldn't tell you. He was five and zero this year. Yeah. yeah, on the Saints that have all the weapons in the fucking world. They Which lost first round with Drew Brees. That's where he would be if he stayed in the Saints. He'd have all those I know, weapons. But I don't. I don't see him as a long term solution. Is what I'm saying. You know, what are you guys up to? Oh, all right, Joe. So, with your knowledge. What do you think? Will, what do you think will be the biggest surprise of the draft? The biggest surprise of the draft, huh? Well, give me the top five draft order real quick. Well, you got it. The what? The, the, the Bengals. Oh. The Bengals. The Redskins. The Lions. The Giants and the Dolphins. Oof. That's it. I'm thinking Joe Burrow's going to go number one. That's not much of a surprise, though. But I think... Let's say... I'll just... Let's uh, do this. I think... Biggest surprise. Joe's bold prediction of the week. Make that a weekly segment, why don't you? Uh, Three quarterbacks taken... In the top ten. Who's your other quarterback? I don't know right now. Make it four to make it bold. What if the Jags take Jordan Love? Jags aren't taking Jordan Love. Uh, Jags are going to go forward with Gardner Minshew. Oh, you think they're going to go with Gardner Minshew? He seems like the kind of guy you could party with. That's all right. Okay, so then we're going to go with this. This is your projection. This is your bold prediction. Three quarterbacks in the top ten. So you're thinking Joe Burrow at one. You think Tua at five to the Dolphins? I wouldn't even be surprised if he went to the Skins. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, they're not going to pass on Chase Young. He's 
he is insane. Can you Jay say Hurley. that Dwayne Haskins is the future? Dwayne Haskins could be. He got thrown in there out of nowhere. He could be, but do you want to take the risk on him not being it, and then you say you passed on Tua? I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking. New head coach, right? Yep. And what did he have at Carolina that he did really well with? Cam Newton. What could Dwayne Haskins also do with the way that he played his college football? Well, he wasn't uh, that much of a runner. No, play action. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, fair enough. This play action would be insane. They need, honestly, Darius guys can't stay healthy to save his life, and I feel so bad for the guy because he is really good yeah, when he's healthy. But, I mean, they need they need to take a look at maybe drafting a running back in the second round at, like, the earliest. Yeah. But, okay, so, Joe, still rolling with this. This is making your bold prediction even less bold than it was before because at at six you have the Chargers who are going to probably draft a quarterback. Just well, Herbert. Yeah, I didn't know the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So, would you like to make your bold prediction for them? Let's make it five. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> okay, five in the top fifteen. All right, no, I'm not gonna, be, that's that's too bold. That's too bold. I'm, I'm not that bold. Okay, so there's still the same scenario here with Justin Herbert, the Reds, or the Raiders drafting the quarterback at 12. So that's already four. Then if the Bucks were going to go for it, I could see that. There's also the uh, Colts at 13. That would probably not be a surprise of drafting the quarterback. So maybe Jacob Eason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, I. Some of those, uh, uh, there's going to be at least one of those teams that's going to go pick a free agent quarterback. Like yeah, Teddy you, okay. type, do, you, do you like Teddy Bridgewater, honestly, to the Colts? That's not a bad option, really. With that scheme that they run, too, he could he could do that. That's not a terrible deal. I don't think, uh, I'm not saying he's the answer. I don't think he's going to lead you into the playoffs unless you have like a Tennessee Titans type situation where you have a DeMarco Murray pounded the goddamn rock. I'm sorry, who? Uh, it's DeMarco Murray, right? Uh, no. Who is Derek, Derek Henry. Derek Henry, that's right. I can see how you got DeMarco Murray, Derek Henry. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we have our new segment for the podcast, Joe's Bold Prediction of the Week. He will be a regular. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm down. Just give me some heads up next time, and I'll give you a, I'll, I'll give you a good bull prediction. You called right, Jake, me. I want to hear. I want to hear your bull prediction. My bull prediction. Oh, I was not ready for this. Let me pause. I'll say yours after mine. Okay. All right. My bold prediction is that the Tennessee Titans don't give Derrick Henry the contract. They offer him a contract. Obviously, it's not what he wants. He wants to get paid Zeke money. He wants the big money. I can see that. I can see that. And then I also am going to extend this bull prediction in him signing with the Dolphins. Ooh. Because they could give him all the money in the world. Ain't that the truth? They're taking Jonathan Taylor. But this is just my bull prediction. 
because they, they that cancels that out. You know what they can do with that pick now? They can draft a D end or an offensive lineman again, or they can draft Grant Delpit, the safety from LSU. Oh, he's good. They they could use all the even even if the Dolphins signed Melvin Gordon, that's taken their load off the running back for a little bit. Yeah. And then they can use like a fourth round, fifth round pick to draft another backup running back that they have under the radar that they don't think is necessarily being looked at high enough. Yeah. All right. My, my bold prediction, Cam Newton gets traded to the Chargers. They move up one pick in the draft and also a future pick. And the Panthers pick Justin Herbert. You're so saying that he has your last name. Well, hold on. You're saying that the Chargers are going to move up one pick to make no. sure that the Dolphins... No, 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 no. Panthers move up by trading Panthers. with the Chargers. They swap picks so that Panthers can go after Justin Herbert. And do you think, do you think the Chargers would still go for a quarterback just in case? Uh... With the seventh pick, I don't think so. Did they go for an offensive lineman? Yeah, that would be my guess. They probably stick it out with Tyrod Taylor or try and get Tom Brady. Yeah, I can see that. That's not that's not a bad prediction. It'd be a fun one. Definitely bold still. Yeah. All right, Joe's bolder prediction of the week. <laughs> no quarterback signs in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey. They reinvent the Wildcat offense and run that as their you know primary. Offensive play scheme. That Matt is. Rule, their head coach, right? Yeah. From Baylor. Yeah. I mean, if he's if there's ever going to be a riskier chance to take first yep. year head coach than to reinvent the Wildcat in the NFL, he's the guy to do it, huh? Yes, huh? And then and then and then next year they sign Taysom Hill, but he doesn't play quarterback. They can sign he him this year. Slot. He plays slot. Yeah, you, you put him in the slot, but every now and then he runs, and, you know, he goes in the Wildcat quarterback type situation just to throw people off. There's going to be the place where, you know, you, you, you sling it off to the slot guy, he backs off like a, it's a screen, and then he slings it downfield for, you know, pass from the other side. Okay. That's my bolder prediction of the week. It's very bold. It's very bold. It's really bold. All right. Somebody, well, some would even call it unlikely. And not probable. I mean, anything is possible. Like Kevin Garnett said. Anything is possible. Exactly. Alright, well, I think we're going to wrap up. Alright, it was nice talking to you, Joe. And Jack, you will be back on as long as will you, Joe. All right. Yeah, Nebraska football segment. I'll give you updates. Nope, not, that's not that. happening. Nobody wants that. That's fair. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys later. All right, and that concludes the first episode of the Scoop and Score podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, either email us at thescoopandscore at gmail.com or leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, and we'll read some of the reviews on air. All right. Please tell your friends, tell your families. We'd love to do this more, create a community around this. And this is Jacob Herbert signing off.